Hello, everyone, and welcome to End of the Line. I'm Jim Anderton, Multimedia Content Director at Engineering.com. On today's episode, Elon Musk rolls the dice again. You know, it's almost impossible these days to talk about the automotive industry without bringing up Tesla. Now, a lot of it's just fan-driven hype, but on the manufacturing side, there's something really interesting going on in Elon Musk's new German operation that everyone in the business is looking at with great interest. And it's not industrial automation, but something that's been around the industry for decades, and that's die casting. Or more specifically, large-scale high-pressure die casting using a very large press made by the Idra Group in Italy. Now, Tesla's concept is to die-cast the entire rear subframe and suspension carrier assembly for the Model Y crossover, consolidating the previous six-part design into one. Now, die-casting chassis components is not new, and Tesla's current design uses it to make rear subframe housings, which are joined with two connectors along with two extension tubes for the bumper beam assembly. Now, what's different about this experiment is the size and scale of the part, and its cost-effectiveness. Now, the technology is commonly used for chassis components, engine blocks, transmission housings, and other components that the lightweight, good strength, and near-net shape production you know, takes advantage of. Now, this minimizes post-mold machining also, and that's a big advantage. Now, modern precision die casting was pioneered by General Motors in the 50s, and it was extensively used in those days for automotive trim and interior components. Now, as the machines became bigger, with higher injection pressures from the 80s on, well, we began to see more and more die-cast chassis components, but no one has attempted to cast a single structural component this big before in the industry. Will it work? Well, Tesla has already produced functional parts. The real question is, will it be cost-effective? On the plus side, HPDC subframes are strong, light, and they're very stable dimensionally. They're also very near net shape and should require a minimum of post-processing. On this application, surface finish is irrelevant, so issues like flow or net lines and flash well, shouldn't be a problem. Now, with a projected 90-second cycle time, well, it should be possible for the equipment to keep up with modern assembly rates. On the negative side, the machinery is expensive. It's energy-intensive, tooling costs are enormous, and the process is very inflexible. Design changes will likely require a new mold and requalification of the process. The repairability of the part is also a question. To my knowledge, no one has yet developed a repair procedure that would allow collision-damaged subframes to be sectioned and welded, so it's reasonable to assume that rear-end collisions will require replacement of the entire subframe. It's also difficult to believe that even using aluminum, the overall weight of the body in white would be advantageous compared to a conventional formed and spot-welded rear clip, especially since all suspension loads pass through the few subframe attach points. It will, however, allow Tesla to build up the entire rear clip as an assembly, then use a conventional body drop onto the driveline and battery skateboard. How else could they have done it? Well, presso-hydroformed beams, fixtured, then laser spot welded with robotics is another way, but this requires a high degree of process automation. It would be far more flexible and potentially cheaper, but large-scale, high-pressure die casting, well, it has a major advantage built into it, and that's that it's retro technology. No robotics beyond machine unloading. The process is inflexible, yes, but once machine parameters are set, every shot should be just like the last. Now, that simplifies QA processes, and it guarantees repeatability. Now, this won't be as costly as the Alien Dreadnought experiment at Fremont, but it will be a lot easier to bring online. We'll see if it pays off. Thanks for listening to today's episode of End of the Line. Tune in again next time.